from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another amazing, exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. It's Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. The month of January and the year of 2023 has not been a disappointing one for security practitioners. We've been highlighted with back-to-back breaches. A lot of it has been going on. We got some updates around Ride Games and GoTo, which is really the mother company of LastPass. We'll be talking about that. The launch of the ransomware task force is uh, kicked off just a few days ago, and we'll see what kind of impact this task force will have for many practitioners, as well as an overnight Microsoft 365 outage that's going on just right now. So we'll get into all of that on this morning's show. Buckle up, grab your espressos, and yes, uh, Rachel, good morning to you, and thanks for being here. Yes, my my espresso and my uh, U.S.-made mug, by the way. I just want to point that out, and I'll keep pointing it out because I actually found something made in the U.S. that I enjoy. This espresso mug, by the way, is perfect because they, they, they um, got a place for the thumb right here. You guys can't see it on camera, but really, really good. With that being said, though, let's get the show going. Coffee cup cheers. And good morning to Reggie Anthony. Um, good morning to Hanuk with uh, good morning, Cyber Ninjas. And he did put the emoji. Matthew and Eddie, good morning to all of y'all. Thanks for being here. Good morning to Dom as well. So let's get the show going. But before we do, please make sure to subscribe. Find us on your favorite podcast listening platform, cyberhubpodcast.com for all the latest as well. So Microsoft 365 outage has taken down Teams, Exchange Online, and Outlook. So if you're not getting emails this morning, or if someone isn't replying to your emails, it's likely because Microsoft is in the midst of an investigation of an ongoing outage impacting multiple 365 services in all regions. So the uh, they're saying that they've isolated the issue to a potential networking issue and they're reviewing telemetry to determine what next troubleshooting steps are needed on the Microsoft side. Now that they've isolated it, they're looking for mitigation strategies, but here's the deal. So we've got Microsoft 365 in all regions. And apparently there's no microservices for Microsoft because if it goes down in one place, it goes down everywhere else. Teams, Exchange Online, Outlook, SharePoint, OneDrive, Power BI, 365 Admin Center, Graph, Intune, Defender for Cloud Apps, Defender for Identity are all part of this outage. All of that. So, you know, I mean, that's just significant and and microsoft's gonna know better than this this is not the first time this has happened by the way for microsoft where they've had an outage in all regions impacting this they had an issue with azure kubernetes uh in uh, august of last year that issue had kubernetes offline for about 48 hours as well um so another outage here and it's a 504 gateway timeout apparently and the team says that the outrage is the update uh, was due to an update that update's been rolled back but there's still some uh, underlying issues going on there uh, but but not a very good uh, opening for Microsoft this morning go to the parent company of LastPass is now coming out and saying the originally reported breach is far worse than what they had thought and what they have led people to believe Go to Chief Executive Patty Cernvinson confirmed the breach was far worse. 
It included the theft of account usernames, salted and hashed passwords, a portion of MFA settings, as well as some product settings and licensing information. In the notice online, um, it was explained that the investigation to date has determined that a threat actor exfiltrated encrypted backups from a third-party cloud storage service related to the following products for GoTo, which is Central Pro, Join.me, Hamachi, and Remotely Anywhere. The more dangerous of these, by the way, being Remotely Anywhere because it's really used as an RDP by many MSPs to remotely log in, push updates, um, and, and, and get access to devices and manage endpoints. Um, you can obviously tell that kind of all the rest kind of came along, but if, if you're trying to infect an organization, if you're trying to steal data, you'd, you'd go after remotely. Uh, RDP is not something far-fetched. It's, it's been a threat actor vector for as long as RDP has been alive. We also have evidence that the threat actor, actor exfiltrated an encryption key for a portion of the encrypted backups. The affected information, which varies by product, may include account username, salted and hash passwords, a portion of the MFA settings, as well as product settings and licensing information. He said the company has no exfiltration, no, sorry, no evidence of exfiltration affecting any other go-to products or any other go-to production systems. Even though all account passwords were salted and hashed in accordance with best practices, go-to plans to reset passwords of affected users and reauthorize MFA settings where applicable. This now falls on the back of LastPass and also on T-Mobile. And what I challenge every single one of us to think about this morning is, wow, how could they... Culture is a derivative of cybersecurity. Um, and with T-Mobile, six breaches in five years, go to now with multiple breaches across multiple organizations, you have to wonder where does security rank and what kind of security culture these does engineers at these companies have? Does the business side have? And do they clearly understand the impact? Because this is significant. I mean, I kind of defended LastPass early on um, and I did an episode about that here, um, and, and I've since left LastPass um, simply because the more I dug, the more concerned I became, and the less likely I felt like I was going to give keep giving them my business. So with that being said, th- these do have an impact. Riot Games, which also announced a breach, has said that they've received a demand letter from the criminals, not the hackers. Be better folks it's they're not hackers these people are criminals and they're refusing to pay right game says the 10 million dollar ransom note which was demanded by attackers who've now have access to the source code of several uh from the breach that have actually been able to access source code and steal that so they've got the source code for the league of legends multiplayer online battle arena the team fight tactics auto battler game and the legacy anti-cheat platform that's the source code that they were able to steal um and they've sent a ransom note saying, we'll give you back the source code if you give us $10 million. Riot Games has said that we won't be paying, and it is what it is. So good for them. The $10 million ransom note is something. But again, um, refusing to pay these criminals goes a long way towards ensuring that it becomes less likely for them to, to go after this. And then you can alter your source code enough um, and, and hope that brand loyalty will keep your customers around. And in most cases, it will. VMware is plugging a critical code vulnerability in its first patch Tuesday. Yesterday, VMware released its first security bulletin, bulletin Sorry for uh, patches for multiple critical level flaws that have exposed businesses to remote code execution attacks. 
VMware's vRealize Log Insight is a log collection and analytics virtual appliance used by administrators to collect, view, and analyze syslog data. The company said the most serious of the four documented flaws carries a CVSS severity of 9.8 out of 10, adding the urgency for organizations to apply these patches. Uh, the advisory from uh, VMware says CVE 2022 31706, 31704, 31710, and 31711 are all directory traversal and broken access control issues with dangerous implications. An unauthenticated malicious actor can inject files into the OS of an impacted appliance, which can result in remote code execution. There's also fixes that have been shipped for separate deserialization vulnerability that exposes vRealize logs insight users to denial of service attacks. Also, VMware patched an information disclosure issue that allows attackers to remotely collect sensitive session and application information without authentication. So you want to get your VMware instances patched. The International Counter Ransomware Task Force kicked off on Monday with Australia leading the helm and being the inaugural chair of the group of 36 member states and the European Union to counter the spread and impact of ransomware. Um, Despite typically being a criminal rather than a state-based activity, this has become a significant national security threat in recent years. Um, And now the aim of this task force is to really go to town targeting countries like Iran, Russia, and China, who really harbor some of these ransomware operators and provide infrastructure. The point of this joint action is in the fields of resilience, disruption, and countering illicit finance. Ransomware represents a significant global threat, and Australia will continue to play a leading role working with international partners, industry, and the community to develop uh, effective responses to combat cybercriminals and protect our people and institutions. According to Claire O'Neill, who... uh, tends to go after victims of crime rather than the perpetrators themselves. Um, That's been her storied history since she's taken that post with the Australian government. Um, So we'll see how this kind of plays off. This should be something very effective. We'll see how these nations come together with private industry to really build resiliency. Um, And this isn't just another one of those, uh, you know, kind of, We know this is happening, but whatever the case may be, there's five working groups in this task force resilience, which is led by Lithuania and India disruption, which is led by Australia counter illicit finance led by the UK and Singapore and public private partnership led by Spain and diplomacy led by Germany. So all of these working groups will be kind of working across this task force to build that out. And finally, the, uh, Cell phone, the personal cell phone number of South Dakota Governor Christy Nome has been hacked and it's being blamed that they were able to social engineer her way. And then there, there's more to this story uh, because her social security number was uh, openly exposed in the hundreds of documents that the January 6th House Committee released last year. Um, she's written a letter urging Attorney General Merrick Garland and Congress to investigate how. Uh, Congress and the House uh, overlooked the fact that her social security number, along with her family's, were all part of that document and were not redacted from those. Uh, and a valid question to be asking as to why that happened. But nonetheless, uh, people were able to uh, get access to it and, uh, um, and and use that to social engineer her phone. And, and from there, they've, they've been doing a bunch of spam calls and spam messages uh, so, so it looks to be like a swim swap attack, which then goes to say if South Dakota has a fusion center and something like this happens, why are you not monitoring the personal device of the governor? That would kind of be basics 
uh, uh, as well from a security perspective. So there's that story as well to kind of show you the implications of just data out there when someone wants to take advantage of it, it's there. Um, so there's that as well. That's it for our show this morning, folks. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this very, very busy week and what has been a really interesting and, and eye-opening uh, January for so many practitioners uh, from uh, patch Tuesdays and patching to the, the slew of just data breaches that have been released. Um, we're seeing a lot of activity there. This really does remind me of kind of the kickoff to 2020 and what we saw back then with Citrix and so much more. So uh, stay tuned, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride, uh, my guess, for the first quarter of this year as we try to get all of this under control. Thanks for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe. Check out our website, cyberhubpodcast.com for all the latest. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. Cheers, folks. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.